Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. An Erio's original. And welcome to Webcrawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. I am Allie Siegel. I am Melissa Stettin. And I, producer Maria. I do not think we have any patrons uh, today. We recorded yesterday as well, so nothing new from yesterday, I believe. I don't believe so. Listen, you you win some, you win some, you lose some. You lose 100% of the, the shots, shots you don't, you don't take. take. Is that Maria's quote? Yeah, that's a Mar- Maria. That's Maria a Maria quote. A Maria original. <laughs> oh, well, well, join the Patreon, guys. Today is a crazy case. Trigger warning, it's intense. It includes sexual abuse, kidnapping, violence. So if you are sensitive to these topics, maybe choose another episode to listen to, although we are not going to get into too much depth into the nitty-gritty parts. But today is the story of the Cleveland kidnappings. Oh, shit. Yep. Whoa, 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 whoa. Former bus driver... Oh, really? Uh, Yep. Ariel Castro kidnapped three women, Michelle Knight, Amanda Berry, and Gina DeJesus, and held them captive in his home for over 10 years. Yeah, this is a crazy story. It's like a movie. He He forced them to have abortions. Oh god. He would he raped them and impregnated them and then forced abortions on them, chained them up, 
and even forced them to play Russian roulette. What? Yeah. Here is the insane and horrible story of Ariel Castro. And of course, it is also a documentary on Discovery Plus. Well, of course. Of course. Of course. (laughs) And there's also a Lifetime movie on it starring Taryn Manning. And I paid. Oh. I. You cannot rent it. You can only buy it. And uh, I paid $12.99 for it. So if anyone wants to shoot me a Venmo for the horrible Lifetime movie (laughs) I only half watched, feel free to. Okay. Who is Ariel Castro? First of all, Castro was married. Oh. Previously. Thankfully, he got a divorce. But he beat his wife, broke her nose her ribs, and her arms. He beat her so bad that he caused a blood clot in her brain that created a tumor that they could not operate on. God. So here's a little background on this dude. He also threw her down a flight of stairs, which cracked her skull open. Oh, God. In 1993, he was arrested for domestic violence, but was not indicted by the jury. Cool. Good job, jury. Yes. So that's a little (laughs) indicative of how juries and the police address domestic violence charges. Speaking of juries. Oh, I got jury duty. Yep. I'm so upset. I even... No, jury duty's good. I hate it. Here's how bad of a person I am. I emailed my doctor saying, hey, can you give me a medical waiver for like anxiety or stomach aches or (laughs) or something? And she said, I would go ahead. No, she said, no, she said, sorry, no, I can't. It's unprofessional. The thing with juries is that you i know a lot of people love getting out of jury duty but we need more like smart level-headed people on juries to yeah. like cuz if everyone gets out of jury duty it's all it's only the people who like you know have nothing to do and a bunch of karens like, yeah i would i once cried when i didn't get jury duty when they let me go i i it happened to me too i was so pissed I was so angry. They were like, we can let, it's literally like being in an audition and then being like, you know what? We don't need you. And like, I was in, I was so, it was like, I wanted to be on the case so bad. Okay. Me too. This is helping me change my perspective. I'm just trying to think of the logistics of my dogs and all that shit. That's why it's so difficult. You got to get down there. You got to find parking. You got to find, it was, it's complicated to get down there to like. Also, also here's another thing is my ID has my parents' address on it just because I never switched it. So I'm Ventura County. So from, from my house, from my house, it's about an hour, hour and a half. So I'd have to stay at my parents. For my parents' house, it's a half an hour. So I'm going to be, if I get on a case, I'll like I'll have to move in with my parents for a while because there's no way I could drive two hours. Yeah, that sucks. You'd have to be there like eight a.m. or something. Yeah, unless it's like a really insane case and you have to stay at a hotel. Yeah, I'm in the holiday and right, you phone. can't talk yeah. to anyone. Yeah. yeah, can you? What do Except I do? For us. Do they let you have books <laughs> if you get on a case? Do do yeah, you? Yeah, they books? let you have books. They don't tell don't, you can't read. I don't think you can watch TV. No, you like can't watch news. TV. I don't think. You can watch, but you movies. can't have a book. 
I can't watch. I can't I like read a John Grisham like, novel. I don't know. They're very strict about what you can and cannot. What? So what doesn't affect your like outside opinion? Yeah, I don't think you can have a cell phone, right? Like all of a sudden, I read the girl with the dragon tattoo, and my entire view on life changes halfway <laughs> you through. <know>? Could happen. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Your brain. Listen, <laughs> that's wild. So. Uh, we'll keep you updated on on my jury duty. I, last time when I, you have to call in December. You 6th, call in December. 6th. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's not for a bit. So you might even not have to go in. Last time I had to go in one day, and then I got excused. The they didn't want me. Yeah, and I was thrilled. But we'll see. Anywho, the jury let this awful guy off, despite everything that he had done. He. His wife moved out of their home in 1996, and she got custody of their four children. Whoa. And again, Castro refused to stop bothering his wife and the children. And the wife tried to press charges again, but the police would not. Cool. (laughs) I know. His wife filed charges again in 2005, accusing Castro of inflicting multiple injuries on her and frequently abducting their daughters. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he would go and steal the daughters because she had full custody and he would just go and take the daughters. She got a temporary restraining order on him, but it was dismissed a few months later. It's so hard to get a restraining order. Also, so hard to enforce a restraining order. I mean, it's a piece right. of it's a piece of paper. It's not anything physically blocking right. you. Anyways, this is the worst part. His ex-wife died in 2012 due to complications from the brain tumor she got. Oh no! When he had thrown her down the stairs and beat her. So that's a little background of what kind of dude this is, living free in the world, never Crazy. never in jail for anything. This Crazy. is this is someone's neighbor living next door, yeah. no one knows it. Before he abducts these girls, this guy is a bus driver for oh, no. the Cleveland Metropolitan School District. And he can work for the school district because he's no criminal record. He's never been actually charged with anything. Oh. Right. But he was fired for, quote unquote, bad judgment for some real Ali Siegel moves. Uh-oh. He made an illegal U-turn with children on the bus. Oh. He used the bus to go grocery shopping. I mean, that's just multitasking. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> left a child on the bus when he went for lunch. <laughs> No. And he left the bus unattended while he took a nap at home. That's questionable judgment, sure. Right. So then he got fired from the school. However, since he was a bus driver for the school district, he was able to meet all these teenage girls. Oh, no. Get fascination with them. Ew. Also, don't forget that he had daughters who went to these schools and also had friends. Wait, so did he get custody of his daughters when his wife died? Or were they already old enough to like live out of the house? That is a good question. Because that was, oh, she died in 2012. 
And the custody, I bet they were over 18, I think. Yeah, I don't think she ever had custody. I don't think he ever had custody of them because when the girls were abducted, when he abducted these three girls, there were no kids in the house. Right. So no, he never got custody. So the first woman that Ariel abducted was this woman named Michelle Knight. She disappeared on August 23rd, 2002. She was 21 years old. She was a single mother. She was currently in a custody battle with her ex and with the state. Her child was in the foster care system. And the day of her disappearance, she had to go to a child custody hearing for her son, Joey. But apparently she had the wrong directions or the wrong address and she got lost. So she stopped at a convenience store to try to get directions to where she needed to go. And there is... Ariel, Ariel, at the convenience store buying something, filling up his tank. And he overhears Michelle asking for directions. And he goes, hey, I actually know where that is. I'd be happy to take you. Oh, no. Like, talk about wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. And Michelle actually recognizes him because she's friends with one of his daughters. So, oh, yeah. So she's like, oh, I'll get in the car with him. I kind of know this guy. I've met his daughter a few times. We're acquaintances. She trusts him. So she gets in the car with him and she notices that they're driving in the wrong direction. Oh, girl, you jump out of the car. Exactly. (laughs) And Michelle's like, hey, like, I have to get to this custody hearing. I don't want to be late. Can we please? What's going on? And Ariel's like, oh, I want to stop at my house first. I have a dog who actually just had a litter of puppies. And wouldn't it be amazing if you showed up with a puppy for your son? Wouldn't he just love that? And Michelle's like, oh, you know, maybe it would be cute if I got my son a puppy. I bet he would really love that. Maybe it would make me seem like a good mom. Sure, we can stop at your house Uh for a second. She arrives at the house. Obviously, there are no puppies there. Damn. Yeah, so... They park and she notices that Ariel locks the gate behind them. And she thinks that's the first weird thing. And she's like, why are you locking the gate? We're just going to be here for a second. And Ariel says, oh, it's a bad uh, it's a bad neighborhood. You know, we, we got to lock the gate. By the way, I think I keep switching his name from Ariel to Ariel. And uh, everyone just vibe with it. Ariel, Ariel, whatever. I think it's Ari- I think it's Ariel Castro. Just go along with the story. Anyways, so then he's he says, oh, the puppies aren't outside. They're inside the house. Come inside. She goes inside, doesn't see any puppies, doesn't hear any puppies. And then he shoves her into a room, locks the door and says, you're never going to see home again. Jesus. So at this point, obviously, she is freaking out. He undresses her. He goes through all her belongings, tears everything up, breaks her cell phone, etc. Then he takes an extension cord. He wraps it around her arms and her legs. He puts a sock in her mouth. Then he puts the extension cord around her neck and he hangs her from a rod on the ceiling. So not oh not hangs as in right taking her life hangs, but think of a pig on a spit or something so there's a rod on the ceiling and her her head her arms and her legs are all so she's suspended from the ceiling oh and he just he just leaves her there michelle in this documentary says my whole body went numb i didn't know what was going on i just i just blacked out 
Michelle was the first to be abducted and she was in the house for two years alone before the next girl was abducted. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was. She was there for 12 years total. 12 years in the house. Michelle says in the documentary, the years of living in his house were filled with torture, rape, and verbal abuse. His whole persona was terrifying. He was Jekyll and Hyde. Nice one moment, and that would turn into a horrible monster. Yikes. So Michelle's mother was looking for her and went to the police, but she never followed up with them, really. Didn't have any tips, and the case went cold. So because of that, they never continued to look for Michelle. And her missing persons case was not tied to that of Amanda Berry and Gina de Jesus, who are the next girls to be abducted. So it was actually a surprise when Michelle was found with them. And it's a little awkward in the police in the police audio when they find Amanda and Gina in the house because they were assumed that Amanda and Gina were abducted by the same person. They're like. We found Amanda Berry and Gina de Jesus. And there's a woman named Michelle Knight here. <laughs> and it's just they they had no idea that she was also there. They had just almost completely I thought for- she was dead. Yeah, they had completely forgotten about her. It was horrible. Wow. I get to this a little bit later, I think, but during Michelle's time there, she got pregnant five times. Oh my God. And was forced to have five different abortions. <gasps> I might as well get to this now. So Michelle got pregnant five times and they were all aborted in different abusive ways. She was starved during her pregnancy. So her child died. She was thrown down the stairs. He hit her with dumbbells until she miscarried, etc. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, this guy is a monster. And after her fifth abortion, Michelle said, to Ariel, you better not get me pregnant again because no matter what, I'm going to keep this next baby. Like she, she had had it. Jeez. Um, and after that, she did not get pregnant again, but someone else did. So Ariel has these women captive and is living his best life outside of the house, which is weird. While driving the bus one day, Ariel sees gardener, landscaper at the school. He know, he's seen this guy around town playing instruments in a band. And Ariel's like, hey, I also play. Do you want, do you need a bassist for your band? We can all play together. So they they create a band together. And they start playing around town. They start playing at coffee shops. The band even plays together at a church festival. So Ariel is playing church festivals with this band while he's holding girls hostage at his home. And this guy that they interview who was in the band with Ariel says that they would have band practice at the house, at Ariel's house. What? Yeah. And it was completely normal. But then one time this guy asked Ariel if he could use his bathroom. And Ariel freaked out and said, no, we can only stay in this room. Didn't you learn growing up that you're not allowed to wander around other people's houses or use their bathroom while you're there? And this guy's like, no, I didn't ever learn that that was a rule. But like, okay, weirdo. And he just he just dismissed it. His first thought wasn't he's hiding something. He was just like, okay, this guy's private, whatever. Yeah, you're a weirdo. (laughs) But it was because he was holding women hostage around his house. 
The next woman to be abducted was Amanda Berry. She disappeared on April 21st, 2003, the day before her 17th birthday. She was last heard from around 8 p.m. She called her sister uh, to tell her that she was getting her own ride home from her job at Burger King. At first, the cops thought that she was a runaway because sometimes Amanda just wouldn't come home or she'd stay out late. But then a couple of days later, a man used Amanda's cell phone and called her parents and said, Amanda is fine and she'll be home in a few days. What? But of course, she didn't return home for 10 years. Wait, so was that Ariel? Yeah. But my question is, couldn't they trade couldn't they ping it to the location where he called? So I don't know what Yeah, right? I don't know what that was all about. Maybe he just broke the cell phone after. I don't know, but he called. Oh, probably. He called and then she did not return for 10 years later. This case now is all over the news. It was a little bit, you know, like this missing girl syndrome where now it's all over Oprah, Amanda, Amanda missing is the hot new. It's on America's Most Wanted, all of this. Amanda's mom is convinced that this popular psychic at the time, Sylvia Brown, I don't know if you guys Uh-oh. remember her. She is con- <laughs> yeah, she is convinced that if she talks to Sylvia Brown, that Sylvia Brown will be able to solve the case. Meanwhile, Amanda's mom is convinced that Amanda's still alive. She's like, I can feel her. I know she's still alive. She's been kidnapped. She's not dead. And she has all this hope to continue searching for her daughter. So finally, Amanda's able to arrange a meeting with Sylvia Brown on television. It's it's televised. And Sylvia looks at her and is like, your daughter's dead. She's dead in the water somewhere. Oh, God. Yeah. That's crazy. Obviously, she's not. Amanda's still alive. It totally crushed the mom's hope, the spirit. Her mom, the mom is named Luana. I think it's like a year later or maybe months later, Luana passes away from like grief. Oh, no. Thinking her daughter's dead because of this crazy psychic. Yeah. That's horrible. There was also a man in prison, an inmate named Robert Wolford, and he claimed that he had information about where Amanda Berry's body was. Uh-huh. He led police to an empty lot in Cleveland. Obviously, the body was not there. He was like trying to trade information to get out of jail early. And because of this incorrect search and incorrect information, he was sentenced to four and a half years uh, extra in prison for obstruction of justice, making a false report and making a false alarm. So poor Amanda's family is getting all this false information while they're looking for her daughter. Oh, no. Let's take a quick break for announcements. Webcrawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, video versions of our episodes, episodes a day early, when you're lucky, Bigfoot erotica, and other videos that we make. Please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become a patron. Or just give us $24 for the entire year as a thank you for all the work that we put in. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews on our mailbag. And call our hotline. Insert jingle here. 626-604-6262. And we will continue to play your voicemails. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Now, back to our program. So then the last girl to be abducted is Gina de Jesus. 14-year-old girl, she disappeared five blocks away from where Amanda Berry disappeared. She was last seen at a payphone around 3 p.m. on April 2nd, 2004. She was on her way home from middle school. No. I know. At the time, she was friends with Ariel Castro's daughter, Arlene. Oh, no. I know. So shortly after Gina disappeared or shortly before, excuse me, she and Arlene were trying to plan a sleepover. They had called Arlene's stepmother and said, hey, can we have a sleepover? And the stepmother had said, hey, no, not tonight. Or I guess it's not stepmother. Whoever is taking care of Arlene. It was her actual mother before she passed. Excuse me. It was her biological mother, the one who had been beaten by Ariel before she passed. So she asked her mother, can we have a sleepover? Her mom said, hey, no, not tonight. So they parted ways. And then a little bit later, Ariel shows up while Gina's walking home and says, hey, I'm here to pick you up. Ugh. And Gina's like, oh, OK. She assumes that it's for the sleepover. Of course, Ariel takes Gina back to his house and she is not seen again for 10 years. Jeez. I know. And then police then realize these cases are all tied or that Amanda's case and Gina's case are probably tied together. Right. Because they went to the same school or they. Knew yeah, they went they went to the something? same school. They're about the same age. They disappeared around the same time after school. 
And uh, they're both kidnapped by a man who drove, reports said, the same car. And people, there had been people who had seen it happen. So fortunately, yes. So fortunately, a police sketch of Castro was made. But people didn't know it was a kidnapping because these girls had gotten into the car willingly because they had all recognized Castro for somehow. And when the police sketch of Castro is made... The father of Gina de Jesus is like, I recognize this guy, but he can't put his finger on it. But oh no, it's because it's his daughter's friend's dad. He just can't put his finger on it. And this guy is around town. He's the bus driver. Right. He's played music around town. But everyone's like, we know this guy. Who the fuck is he? We recognize it because it's not an exact sketch. It's just similar. Yeah. So this part's really sad. The cops look into some sort of link between the girls and they think obviously it's someone who works at the school. They investigate who works at the school and they find that this one guy who works there has a criminal record. He's been in jail, but he didn't disclose that to the school. And obviously you're not allowed to work at a school if you have a criminal record. So one day the cops show up at the school I can't remember what this guy does. It it wasn't on the internet anywhere. This was just in the documentary because Discovery Plus really dives into it. And the man, the man sees the cops and he gets nervous. He gets in his car. He drives to his house. The cops follow him and the man goes inside his house and commits suicide. Oh, my God. Yeah, but he was totally innocent. He had nothing to do with these abductions. I guess what? what the what the detective says is the guy was probably just guilty or ashamed or afraid that he was going to get like fired from the school? put in jail, fired or put in jail maybe for lying about his record or something like oh that. So he went home and committed suicide. And the cops felt so guilty. They were like he was totally innocent. This didn't right. have to I mean, but you know, it happened. So what it was like for the women in captivity, Michelle was there for 12 years. The other girls were then there for eight to 10. He made them play Russian roulette one day. Oh my God. Came home with a gun and was just said, Hey, this is our activity for the day. He kept the women in locked upstairs bedrooms and they were forced to use plastic toilets that were emptied very infrequently. They were fed one meal a day and allowed to shower twice a week at most. So they were upstairs. I thought they would be like in the basement or something. No, yeah, they were upstairs. I I guess there's not a basement. And then Amanda Berry also got pregnant during her time there. But she was allowed to have her child. And she delivered the baby at the house on Christmas Day. Michelle delivered it. Oh, my God. it's so sad in the documentary. Michelle is talking about delivering Amanda's baby, and she chokes up like it's the one fond memory from her whole 12 years there. She's like, oh, God. She's like, it was this miracle, this beautiful, perfect baby born in, and we got to take care of it. It's just so sad. When the baby's born, Ariel decides to take the chains off of the girls and takes the chains off the doors, and he just padlocks the doors instead. So some sort of shift happens in Ariel after the baby is born. The girls are able to watch the news when they're at Castro's house, unlike me when I'm in jury duty. (laughs) And it's the only way that these girls are able to see their families. So it's super sad. Oh, because they're like 
their pictures are on the news and they're watching themselves. Yeah. So it's super sad. Families are like, come home. We miss you. Oh. And they said in the beginning, they, their families were on the news all the time. Their case was on the news (sighs) all the time. But as time went on, it was like once a year, once a year anniversary of Amanda and Gina missing. And so it was like less and less. And they saw that their case was becoming less and less prominent. They started to lose hope. Ariel Castro's neighbor sees Ariel outside all the time with this little girl, Amanda's daughter. And he just assumes that it's Ariel's granddaughter because he knows that Ariel has kids. And he's like, wow, Ariel's such a good grandfather. This kid has all these toys. He's always playing with the little girl. This guy does not know that it's the daughter from a woman that he's kept captive inside for years oh god yeah now 2013 the escape yes on may 6 2013 and in the documentary they show the neighbor who saw the escape charles ramsey yeah it's the vibe is worth watching of this guy it's very oh (laughs) oh yes i know exactly who you're talking about it's a real like hide your kids hide your wife vibe (laughs) Oh, yeah. This guy is a legend. He has an energy. Hey, Charles, Charles, let me talk to you. I'm talking with Charles Ramsey. He's a neighbor. Uh, Walk me through again what happened this afternoon. You you heard screaming. Heard screaming. I meet my McDonald's. I uh, come outside. I see this girl going nuts trying to get out of a house. So I go on the porch and she says, help me get out. I've I've been here a long time. So, you know, I figured it's a, a domestic violence dispute. So I open the door and we can't get in that way because how the door is, it's so much that a body can't fit through, only your hand. We could kick the bottom. And she comes out with the little girl and she says, call 911. My name was Amanda Berry. And did you know who that was when, you, when she said that? When she told me it didn't register until I got the call in 911. And I'm like, I'm calling the 911 for Amanda Berry? I thought this girl was dead. You know what I mean? And and she got on the phone and she said, yes, this is me. And the detective Cook, Cook, right here, Detective Gregory Cook says, Charles, do you know who you rescued? I said, now, and when did you see, when did you see Gina? About, about, about five, so about five minutes after the police got here. See, the girl Amanda told the police, I ain't just the only ones. It's some more girls up in that house. So they went up there you know, 30, 40 deep. And when they came out was just astonishing because I thought they were going to come up with nothing. I figured, I mean, whoever she was, and like I say, my neighbor, uh, you, you got you got the, some big testicles to pull this off, bro. Because we see this dude every day. I mean, every day. How long have you lived here? I've been here a year. Okay. You should come up from? Right. I barbecue with, with this dude. We eat ribs and, and whatnot and listen to salsa music. You should come up from? And you had no indication that there was anything hey, bro, not a clue that that girl w- was in that house or anybody else was in there against their will because how he is, is I, he just comes out to his backyard, plays with the dogs, tinker with his cars and motorcycles, goes back in the house. So he's somebody that you look and you look away because he's not doing nothing but the, the average stuff. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Nothing exciting about him. Well, until the day. <laughs> what, was, what was your reaction on the girls' faces? I can't imagine to see the sunlight, to be Bro, around people. I knew something was wrong when a little pretty white girl ran into a black man's arms. Something is wrong Classic. here. Dead giveaway. Dead Charles, giveaway. Charles, thank you very Dead much. Dead giveaway. Thank you very much for your time. And- Either she homeless or she got problems. That's the only reason why she ran into a black man. 
Charles, thank, thank you for being there, man. Charles Ramsey, neighbor. And then, of course. Yeah, what's they, the remix? God, he's they great. They listen to a song. I'm talking with Charles Ramsey. He's a neighbor. Uh, t- walk me through again what happened this afternoon. I knew something was wrong when a little pretty white girl ran into a black man's arms. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. My neighbor got big testicles because we see this dude every day. We eat ribs with this dude. But we didn't have the glue that that girl was in that house. She said, please help me get out. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. I mean, that's actually a great. That's a good bop. Yeah. Wow. Mm, so, 35 yeah. million views on uh, YouTube. Whoa. Whoa. That's almost as many listens as we have on our podcast. Almost. <laughs> wow. So, thankfully, he uh, helped those girls out and they were saved. Uh, apparently, when the cops found Michelle, she said, You saved me. I'm Michelle Knight. I've been here for 12 years. I'm 31 years old. Please don't let me go. Knight and De Jesus then came out as well, and the child, they were all taken to the hospital. They were released from the hospital four days later. Crazy. Everyone was amazed. They Everyone thought it was 10 to 12 years. Everyone thought these girls must have been dead at this And it's point. because Ariel left the door unlocked or like accidentally. Yeah. So what happened is, according to police, Castro left the house that day and Barry realized that he had failed to lock the big inside door, although Uh. the exterior storm door was bolted. Michelle thought that maybe he was testing them, like testing their their, like allegiance to him. She screamed through the screen. Until this guy noticed. Yeah. So Castro was arrested on May 6, 2013. He was charged with four counts of kidnapping and three counts of rape, which carry prison sentences of 10 years to life. He said that he would plead not guilty. (laughs) What? Complete wackadoo. No, dude. Fortunately, (laughs) eventually, uh, eventually he pled guilty to... Because then they talked to the girls and they listed out his cr- out the crimes. He pled guilty to 937 criminal counts of rape, Jeez. kidnapping, aggreg- and aggravated murder as part of like a plea bargain. He was sentenced to life plus a thousand years without the possibility of parole. And then Damn. one month into his sentence, he died by suicide. He hung himself. In his oh, prison cell. Oh, what? Yeah. 
Oh, fuck that. So now, thankfully, the girls are thriving. Amanda Berry became a news anchor in Cleveland. She has a segment. Oh, wow. Yeah, she has a segment called Missing with Amanda Berry, where she tries to get tips on missing people. And people call in and and give their tips. And she tries to help find missing women and missing people in Cleveland. Gina de Jesus created a nonprofit called Cleveland Missing, which is a center to find missing children. She also wrote a memoir called Hope, a memoir of survival in Cleveland. Wow. Also, incredibly, unfortunately, I just read an article that recently she was uh, in a holdup, like someone at gunpoint. She like was mugged her? Yeah, someone mugged her. But she was fine. Oh, no. Thankfully, she was fine. That's just some more bad luck. And Ugh. Michelle Michelle does art therapy, and I believe she helps other women do art therapy as well. So they're all, wow. despite such an insanely traumatic experience, they're all using it to try to help others who have been in similar experiences. So an incredibly crazy and devastating story. It seems like... A movie, don't watch the Lifetime one, but wow, almost <laughs> almost too crazy to believe. Yeah, I remember this happening in 2013. Yeah, it's Just not that like, long ago. No. Insane. What a, crazy, what a crazy story that this guy was just like living his life. Your neighbor. Had, yeah. I mean, we really don't Just know what goes crazy. inside our neighbor's houses. No, we do not. No. You know, we see them walking the dogs or, you know, we say hi on the front porch. But who knows what the fuck's going on inside? Who knows? Really crazy. Anyways, if you lived in Cleveland around this time, if you knew any of these people, if you have any stories similar to this or any. Well, hopefully you don't have any stories similar to this. Oh, my God. Uh, Melissa, (laughs) where can people reach us? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. All right. Well, I am Allie Siegel. I am Melissa Stettin. And I, producer Maria. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Powered by ACAST. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. 
Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.